You're listening to the Love is Black podcast. Where the host of fly. The love is dope. And the conversation's always 100. Welcome back to the Love is Black podcast. I'm Carice. I'm Harvey. And I'm excited. Are you? I'm always excited. Why are you always excited? It's just my natural essence. I'm married to a hot wife, so of course I'm excited. Uh-huh. And we're doing a podcast. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. excited about those things too, I guess. Yeah, you're excited about me being married to a woman? <laughs> yes. That's good to know. That's exciting. <laughs> no reciprocity? Like, are you married to somebody pretty cool? Anything like that? No? All right, cool. I see. I'm going to go cry in this corner over here. I didn't give you a chance to respond. Nice. You just took it to like places it didn't have to go. You're immediately I am married to an awesome woman's wife. It's okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I love you so very much. Do you? You know what else I love? Mm. What else do you want? The podcast. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what else I love? What else? Your massive, ginormous. Huge. Yeah. Haitian family. So big. So large. So extensive. Yet so much fun. Yeah. But I'm really excited because we're coming full circle because all of that, like, big, massive, gigantic, whatever, all of that came out of that first couple that we... Yeah, we interviewed this season has been all well majority couples and the first couple we started with is the last couple that we will be talking with Woo! yay Woo! So, save the best know, for last that's what's yes. up exactly <laughs> first and last first and last yeah. yeah i like that so let's bring back and let's welcome cousin marge and dj mega that's the first time I said Booyaka. I feel like I feel pretty good. He has that effect. No, I heard the Haitian accent in it though. It's still it's still there. I was trying to be Booyaka. It's Booyaka. No, I'm just playing. Next time I see you, we go train on. Oh, Carice, what are we going to do with them, Carice? Mm. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for joining us again. We are You're welcome. To, consider, to continue this story. Like, right. Thank you for having us. Oh, of course, of course. And just to kind of refresh, so the first time we spoke is just how you two met. There were security guards. There were sisters and all that. I almost blended in Erica's situation. We won't do that. So back to the club. That's another situation. I know. There's so much going on with this family. See, that's why we keep coming back. <laughs> Security guards, love, 10-minute breakups, all kinds of wounds that happen. But you guys stuck it out. You're together. And then you had a family, actually. Well, we stopped with the two kids. We stopped with the two kids. And I think this is where we're going to continue. So, right. So, tell us. So, yep. When we left off the last time, we told you guys Vish and I have a son and a daughter. Um, somewhere down the road, I want to say 2000 and I think 2007 or 2008. 2000. No, I'm sorry. Seven, eight, nine, ten. 2011. Um. We got a call, well, several calls, because um, one of Vishnu's um, sisters suffers from mental health um, issues. And so she has um, two children. I'll shorten the story a little bit. She has two children, a boy and a girl. Well, the girl first and the boy. Well, three well, to be exact. Three, but, but two, the, last two. the last two are the ones that we ended up getting. We flew to New York one day to go pick them up because the state took them from her. Um, Vish and I flew to New York. Um, my cousin, Franz, my aunt, we packed up and went over to their house. They were there, you know, right away for us, we called. And we got to New York. We went to the courthouse in New York. Um, right off the airplane. Like, yeah. We went to your aunt's house. To go, to go and get them uh, because they were going to put them in foster care. 
and Vishnu's sister was not really too keen on the idea because she wanted the kids there with her. But Vishnu had to talk to her and let her know that if I don't take them, they're going to be with strangers. So when we got Alyssa and Joshua, they were three and four years old. Um, we, we did, we got the two, we brought them home and our two just like, whoa, wait a minute. I just went to school and you guys were gone for a day and now you've come back the next day and you have two kids, two little ones that have no um, home training, no everything that a parent should teach their kids, they didn't have. So the bedwetting, all that stuff. We actually had to kind of start over, you know? So that actually put a strain on our relationship because it was something that was supposed to be temporary. It was supposed to be temporary just so that my sister-in-law could get her act together, get her, her, her help, stable housing, a job, and things like that. So she did come back. Um, she moved back to Florida. And when she got back, this was probably like months after, we still didn't have like custody at the time. We were just guard, you know, like guardian. We had guardianship, and she was able to, you know, by law get back her kids, which she stayed by my mother's house, and um, for a good couple, I'll say, a good six, seven months, eight months, until one time, it got to a point where, you know, they were, one of my friends called, and it was like, you know, you know, they they were. Um, you know, out late and stuff like that, and they're on the road, and it it, it just it just became, you know, very dangerous for the kids, and you know, my sister's not, you know, she's suffering from depression and things like that. So, so the state took them again. Yeah. Now here in Florida, CPS took them. Um, they actually called Vishnu from the daycare, and they said they were at the daycare. Um, did he want to come for them, or they were taking them? Because we had them before. So Vishnu went and picked them up and they've been with us since. Um, like I said before, it, it was temporary. It was supposed to be temporary. Um, we had all our court dates, things like that. Alyssa and Joshua were three and four. They're now 13 and 12. Um, and they're still with us. But the strain it put on, on our relationship early on it was for me almost, I don't know, just like, uh, I just keep saying that it was temporary. You know, you're babysitting, you know, if you babysit somebody's kids for a little while, it's like, okay, when you're coming for your kids, you know, they're messing up my house, you know, just like any, anybody, you know, you don't, people are babysitting, you don't leave them there forever, you know, so, um, mm -hmm. They it didn't become temporary, but we were the judge we did had, ask. You know, we had to put our lives wanna... on hold every time we went to court. We had to put you know everything on hold, go to court, go to court, go to court, because she had multiple court dates, multiple right. court dates, multiple court dates. So we would go, we would go, we would go. This interrupted a lot for us. For we had our own two that were now a little bit older, and you know you guys have kids, but when you finish with that phase you move to the next phase with the kids we kind of went we reverted back i know with julian when we would take him out to restaurants when he was little that we would, that have, would, to, we would have to leave we would have to leave the restaurant because yeah, he because he, he would act yeah. up so when that stage for him was done thank god we're done with that then the whole potty training god we're done with that then we got an eye. Well, you know, we had an eye. So we had to start over, but it's something that, you know, we planned and we wanted to do it. So, you know, we had our second child and then we knew what we had to go through because we went through it with the first one. But then with um, Alyssa and Josh, it's like, it was a, not know. only, re, it wasn't only retraining, but also it was dealing with a lot of, you know, a lot of psychological, um, how would I say this uh, from a psychological standpoint where we would have to, you know, we had people coming in the home, like, 
DCF will come in. They will check our cabinets, our 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 um, check to make sure we had food. We in had the food. Fridge. Water was the running. Water was running. So our privacy the, was kind of invaded yeah. at the time. And then having counselors come over because it's very traumatizing, you know, for them. You know what I mean? Getting used to us and us you getting used to them. We would have counseling, and then you know we had less time to kind of focus on us and more to focus on them, which at times we put our other kids aside, you know? And then it was just trying to find a balance for all of them and provide the love, the same equal love and, you know, for all of them. And that was very hard. I know in the um, first, in our first um, podcast, we spoke about being new parents and the emphasis we put on, on, on our first. Julian was everything. He was first, you know. So we we put our needs second until we ended up doing the counseling for me and him. And when the counselor, you know, said we're the core. So it's like we did that already. Now we weren't expecting, you know, this to happen and it did. So kind of like I, we feel like we went backwards for something positive that we were doing. And we put our needs to the side. We put our two biological kids needs to the side to focus on the other two because they needed more they needed they were in a critical stage because yes. at that stage you know that's where they absorb so much you know yeah. from they need that loving they need that affection they need that that some type of comfort to ensure that you know they're not going to be you know like josh was one of his biggest fear was not uh, you know he's uh, very attached so dropping him off at a daycare was like oh my gosh like he would go ballistic I mean kick spit I mean knock down the books run out the, the, the run out the daycare I mean and it was sad it was it was hard so you know it was very traumatizing to them and then for us we you know we told the judge that we wanted to give our sister you know my sister you know, some time. We just didn't want to adopt because, you know, adopt is a big, big responsibility. And then you take rights away from them, you know, well, at least from her. And um, that was hard. And we figured that she would get better. But, you know, you're not, you know, it didn't get better. And we, and, had, we got counseling, yeah. not only from um, the state, they offer counseling for the kids because they were wards of the state, you know, so um we also got counseling from uncle, my uncle, Uncle Henry. We, I believe we got counseling from Uncle Clifford. We got counseling like, from the state as well. They came yeah, in and, and, and counseled us. But still, even throughout the whole counseling, it was it was it was a still the, 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 what what made it hard too on our relationship is that my sister was still in the picture. Yeah. You know, so it made it very difficult and then you know caused separation because we couldn't be around my family because now we would have to separate or, oh, is that person, you know, is she going to be there? And it was very, it's, it's, it's up to now. I mean, it's a little better now, but it's still a little difficult because again, you know, it's, you want to, we want to be in that situation where it's out of sight, out of mind. And we both had different views on the situation. So that's where our relationship got rocky, but Although it was rocky, we were still, we were solid. We just, it was just, we were at a place that we, we were just unhappy with the situation opposed to not with each other, but just, you know. Well, and, it became, it was difficult because yeah. it's his, it was, it's his sister. Yeah. And it, it would. And she was there it, for me in my time of need when I was younger, going through my own situations. So it was almost felt like I, w I was like obligated you know, but not only we, I mean, we, we did it with instinct, you know, because it's just the right thing to do. But also there were some obligations for me that, you know, Marjorie couldn't see. So certain, that's why where we would butt heads and we would clash and we couldn't to, come to an understanding at times. Were you able to verbalize that to her? I know you said that maybe she might not have seen that. Were you able to verbalizing it? Know? I mean, that's one thing, but your feeling is another. And regardless of what I may say, if you feel a way about something, you just feel a way regardless because it's just your feeling. 
it doesn't mean that oh okay i understand how you you know what you're saying but i still feel how i feel and i couldn't change that you know and you know i have you know we got to the point that we were like you know we got to do something and you know the kid needs us and we need each other and how can we do this you know at this time we looked at it like you know this is probably meant for us we looked at it in a positive way not negative and saying that you know what it, they they're with the right people because you know i feel like god had his plan in a sense you know um that they could have been with other people but they end up with us so we it's our responsibility to just take it up what we get out of it we'll see and we looked at it in that perspective and we just said you know what they need some closure they need to feel like they're locked in they're at home and the one thing i feel that we decided to do was to do the adoption and once we 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 sat down with all of them and you know all the kids and you know we asked them how they feel and and the kids pretty much gave a go once they gave the go and they felt like you know yes they wanted to do it then we planned it and i think that's when the beginning of us started to grow was the planning process of going through the adoption and that was like preparing for like you know oh what are we going to be wearing what do we you know this is what you know um this is what we're going to do this is what we're going to present to when we get there um you know we're going to be one family let's pick out this glass bowl we got, everybody's going to pick a different color of sand we're going to do like a sand ceremony um so the kids them everybody was like all in and it kind of redirected you know them from looking at it oh you know this is not just my aunt uncle we're going to be one i feel that kind of helped the process the adoption was long and drawn it was about a year process but towards that moment of getting adopted on national adoption day in november same day our niece was born that adoption really solidified everything in the sense of us putting the sand to you know everybody poured the sand we you know we now became one and now the journey was you know us now growing together and at that point you know we just started to work on that and from that was in 2000 and um i would say 16 or 18 18 mm -hmm. oh wow so 2018 is when we did the adoption and um now 2021 we are way um better than we've been you know we're still working on a lot you know there's still again there's still there stages you know so there's still a lot but we've grown me and marge you know have has grown big time i have so much respect for her because you know having a wife that you know is still there you know to support and mind you you know it's not her family it's not it's you know total i don't want to say strangers but it's like you know yes is my niece and nephew so it's easier for me than her and for her to stand there and you know make more sacrifices at times for me and for them it means so much to me because it's like yo where can you find a woman to even bear that you know some people would probably we would have got divorced already you know what i mean and or something you know but for us she's very strong and i have a lot of respect for her and for that you know i wanted our relationship to work and 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 i just put in my all to make it work you know cuz in a relationship you have to want it you have to want it both both of us wanted it and we made it work and we are right now at this point you know we're blessed you know and we're we're happy you know and you know i'm just i'm just thankful for her you Let know for being can i ask a question so we kind of went through the story we kind of we went through pretty quick if you don't mind i want to step back a little bit so 
first question I have, Marge. So you have two kids and then two more are potentially in the picture and can be permanent. What were your plans, if any, after you had your first two? Did you- that was, I was that? done. So you were, <laughs> so you were like, we oh, yeah. have our kids and we're good? Yeah. Yes, my tubes actually, I have a medical condition that I, I can't have anymore. So my tubes were burned. It's not that you couldn't have anymore, it's just that my, she would be at high risk. My, my tubes are burned and tied. So that's it. I mean, we were finished. I got a boy and a girl. What more could you want? <laughs> we have our, our, our family picket white fence, you know, mom and dad, boy and girl, and a dog. So you pretty much were living life and you're like, okay, we've got the built-in family. Now we're going to progress, work, live, do all that stuff, vacations, watch our kids grow. And then this happened. Yeah. So then aside from the fact that you're pretty much having kids come into your home, how did you personally handle this situation? How did you handle it when it was temporary versus maybe when it became pretty apparent that it was permanent? What, what was your mindset? Um, the, the, the temporary I put in my 100% because I felt like, you know, I had a responsibility, you know, to my husband you know, to, to be there and step in, you know, to his family to help, you know, to help with the kids. And that's what it was supposed to be was to help um, just until she got, you know, herself together. So, you know, taking them to school, potty training, feeding, trying to teach, you know, this and that. It, in, in the beginning, it was I don't know. It was, it was, it was fine in the beginning. We had, you know, I had my good days and bad days and I'm trying to figure out, okay, why is, you know, he banging his head in the wall? Why is he doing this? Like, that's how it was. Um, we were not accustomed to that at all. So we are like, what the heck, what are we supposed to do? So every, it was always something that was not anything that we taught like our two. So it was everything was brand new and it was frustrating. It was very frustrating because now it's like, okay, well, we're trying to potty train, but you're not, you're not getting it because there are other things that are stopping you from, from, from understanding what we're trying to do. It was Joshua didn't talk till he was about mm, five, five years old, maybe four and a half. But they say from the counseling that the first year or two years of life for a child is the most critical and crucial. When you have, I didn't know what that meant because we had our two and they were fine. So when we get, when we get the, the other two, now we like, the counselor is trying to explain trying to explain, well, this is why he's doing this. This is why she's doing that. This is why, because that stability was not there. The structure was not there. The teaching was not there. And it's like, my goodness, you're trying to teach a three and four-year-old what they would learn as infants, toddlers, you know? So that was frustrating that caused a lot of friction like with me and him because I'm like listen oh I don't I was getting ready to curse <laughs> and I'm like hey I didn't sign up for this uh what is now it's like well what is your sister doing what is she doing are you following up with her like then we're calling the counselor is she going to court is she doing her parental classes is she doing this is she looking for a job what is she doing because now we need to kind of push push you along like what are you doing and it's just like like you said I have I had my life already I thought was done planned already and God saw that we needed to to help two more and at the time I didn't understand I, I don't know if I was being selfish um, but I didn't I didn't want it I didn't want it when I realized that it wasn't um, temporary anymore. 
now it's like, wait a minute. You know, she's not doing anything. She was not doing absolutely nothing. So then you can't stop your life either, you know? So we're parents. We taught and raised our two. We're going to still do for them. It just required a little more. And we needed the counseling in order to kind of to, um, to show us and to guide us. Because the, all, all these things were brand new to me. They were brand new to him. He had a more softer side because of a softer side to the situation because that was his um, his sister's kids. Me, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, you know, I mean, can you call and find out what your sister's doing? You know, so. And it wasn't his fault. But in a way, I kind of blamed like, you know, what are you guys doing? Like. What, what are you guys, what's, what's going on? Like, are you guys even trying to help her? What's, what's happening? Because this is getting now to be too long. One year, two year, three year, you know, counselors in and out of the house all the time. That's an invasion of our privacy. Like, like, like Vishnu said, can you imagine having people coming to your house? At, oh, we're on our way. We have to do a welfare check. And, you know, I mean, you're trying to have dinner. And they're coming in, they're walking through the house and stuff like that, you know, and every part of your life, everything you do, everything, every move you make is being scrutinized and it's being watched. That was not a good feeling for us. We're, we are very like private people, you know, we just, it, well, sort of private, you know, my husband's a DJ, so, but at home, it's us at home. When you have all these people, strangers coming in, they know everything. They have to know everything about you. They have to know everything about you because they, the kids are still their um, responsibility. They're still wards of the state. You're babysitting. You're watching them. You know. So, for me to answer your question, Harvey, it was it was tough. And still, till today. It's not as bad, but Vish and I have open communication. If something's bothering me, if something's bothering him, now it's not, oh, well, that's your niece and nephew or whatever. These are our kids. So now we make the decisions together where before, you know, it was more, well, those are your sister's kids. What are you guys, what are you doing? You know, stuff like that. So... So during that time, it sounds like there was a point where you guys lost the core or the concept of the core. How long did it take to pick that back up again? And what exactly did you use? Did it, did it take another therapy session in order to rediscover it? Did it, like what happened to bring the core back into play? We, we um, the state offered counseling. We, we actually, the state offered counseling to the kids and Vish and I actually one day told the counselor, well, what about counseling for us? What about counseling for me? Without him there, I need to vent. What about counseling for him? Because of what he's feeling, you know, the burden. What about counseling for Julian? What about counseling for Anaya? Where, where is all that? And that's how we started doing family counseling. We did that, but that's because we asked for it. And I feel that we, the reason why we asked for it is because of the counseling we got very early on in our marriage. That's why, because we felt like our core wasn't there anymore. You know, we, we reverted, we reverted back. And so I think that was very like for me and Vish to even ask for that. I don't know if anybody else would ask for it. Right. You know, you're just, you know, you're, you're a parental, I mean, you're a guardian. Everything they're doing is for the, is for the kids when they come. And that's, that's not how it should be because not only is it a change for the two of them, but it's also a change for me. It's a change for Vish. It's a change for Julian. And it was a change for Anaya. Everybody had feelings that needed to be heard. Every single person was feeling something and it needed to come out because you don't want to hold that in because then it leads to resentment. And for me, for me, 
that's where that's where I feel like I had to speak to the counselor. That's what I spoke to my my counselor about. I don't want to resent. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't want to resent. I want to do this out of the kindness of my heart and do it with an open heart. Not 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 like we have to do it. You know what I'm saying? So the counseling helped me, it helped him, it helped Anaya, it helped Julian to a certain extent. Then we all did counseling together. The, um, I believe me and maybe Alyssa, and then Vishnu did counseling with Joshua. And then mm -hmm. the counselor did a session with Anaya and Alyssa, and then did one with me and Josh, which I felt was, you know, and that was a different person that they sent. We welcomed her. We welcomed her. That was a different person. She, that's what she specialized in. So it was yeah. somebody different, but we, we, we did would some, enjoy. Um, we actually did some group meetings with, with other, other P other families that were actually going through the same uh, or similar situation. So it was great. And not only that, it also like when we thought like for me, you know, coming from the West Indies, like we have a West Indian family, like we don't really, not to say put too much thought into what the kids think, because it's more so, this is what we say, and that's it, you know, and you need to deal with it. And when we opened up the family counseling, it really allowed us to actually see what, didn't even realize, like, wow, these kids were really facing their own issues per se or their own um their own problems their own, their own battles yeah their own battles yeah they're the right word they're their own battles because you know they were battling with it you know what i mean and being able to have to share and and deal you know um seeing you know us having to put more time in sometimes when they may want the time and not understanding and feeling like we are just you know putting time into them and, you know, and to that, that sharing, that part of sharing the love, I think what is the, is the biggest challenge, you know, that we've overcome then and um, was able to get over. But during that, that point, it was very, it was very difficult. So, um, and, and that counselor that we had that came for the family, we enjoyed her very much like we we couldn't wait for her to come we she just did so many different things activities and the lesson learned from each session that she did it was a different a different lesson it opened up my eyes i can speak for myself it opened up my eyes to some of the ways that, that i was feeling the resentment or i was feeling angry or i was however i was feeling her coming and doing these things these little activities with us and with activities with the kids it just had me, you know, just to be like, wow, you know, look at them, look at their progress. They're, that's so key. That is key is their progress, not just what they, they're, what they're not doing, but the progress that they've made from being with Vish and I, from being in our home for, for what, what we've done with them, what we've done for them, you know? So, um, I, Anaya, one day, she's just like, you know, Alyssa's there, and then you have um, her borrowing your clothes, you know, your toys and stuff like that, because, you know, you teach kids to share, you know, so, but now you have somebody there that's, well, why does she always have my toys? Why does she always have my clothes? So, those things helped her the counseling for her to express as small as she was she was what five or six yeah Anaya was six but for a kid that age you know how kids are give me my toy give me this give me that that's mine that's mine but you have somebody that came and they still haven't left so the counseling helped her and when I say that the counseling helped everybody every little session that she did helped somebody to understand the um, important position that I had, that Vishnu had, Anaya and Julian had. As small as you are, Anaya at six and Julian at eight, 
you guys both have important positions in molding and helping to grow um, the other two. So I've seen, I have something I, I saw on social media, hearing you talk about this, just kind of brought it to mind. And I'm going to paraphrase it. And it says, the saying is basically that every child's first bully is their parents. Oh. And if you think about it, we raise our kids, we do our best to be as positive and as loving and stuff. But a lot of times you get some toxic parents who are, you know, you're not this, you're eating too much, maybe you're fat, blah, 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 whatever. And when they talk about how the first few years of life are so important is because you really are creating that personality, that temperament yeah. in a child. So you can imagine your young ones growing up and you, I'm sure you're doing a great job and they're building and they're creating themselves. And then you inject two whole other people who now need you to, which right. of course is gonna affect the time of the other ones. So I can imagine as much as your relationship between you two was affected, the relationship that the kids had with you had to have been affected. And was this something? And I, it's funny that you say that because that's something that Vishnu, um, he deals with that a, a lot. You know, they always say, you know, daddy's girls, daddy's girls, daddy's girls, you know? And it's like, he has to share it's different when you have like, you know, you have your, your own, you have, you guys have four, you guys have four, but it's natural, you know, it's natural for all of them. But when you have already, your house is already set one way. And now it's kind of like, okay, let me, let me play with you. And you're looking and, oh, let me, you know, let me play over here. Cause you don't want that one to feel left out and stuff like that. Those are the things, those are the things that we, that we dealt with. Not only were we being watched by everyone that came in the house, you're also being watched by the kids, you know? So it did, it's, you don't want to play favorite, favoritism, but sometimes just the natural feelings can be misinterpreted or looked at as favoritism. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's natural. It's not like something that you, you know, you're, um, you forcing, you have your biological child, you have that unconditional love. That's what it is. You have that unconditional love for your, for your child, the child that grew, that grew in your stomach. You immediately have this unconditional love for a child that you've never seen before. And when the baby gets here, it's the love is even more. But now you have, how do you, how do you show the unconditional love? How do you stop? Like you can't, yeah. you can't with your two, you're biological, but you have to kind of show it the other way, but it's not unconditional. It's not the biological. So it did affect us. It affect the kids it affect it affect all of us i mean that's a really really good point harvey that you that you just made it's um it was tough if anything affected our core it it, it was that it was that you have to show that unconditional love but you don't want to i don't know you don't want to force it you don't want it to be fake you want it to be a hundred percent true that hundred percent true didn't happen right away it took time it's still taking time. It's still taking time. It's still, we're still, we're still gradually, we're still, we're getting, we're getting there. We're getting there. But I can and assure you though, like, you know, as a parent and from, even from my perspective, the hardest part of it was, is you have to like, as a parent, you make that sacrifice. And it's the hardest sacrifice, at least for me, because even when you don't want to show it, you have to, because you're a parent, you know, deep down inside may not feel that way, but you still have to. And that's difficult for me because, you know, you want to be real. You want to, you want it to come, you want it to be natural. Plus you want, you want your kids to love you back. Mm -hmm. And that natural feeling of love 
is not there. It's not there on both sides. It's on both sides. Good so, point. But it's on both sides. The unconditional love. It's on, and it has to be on both. On both. Right. And with them, they were so small. They they didn't know us. What they knew, mom was the most perfect person in the world, no matter what she was doing. And yeah, like any child, you know. Yeah, I mean? you look up like, to your parents, no matter what they do. They're still your heroes. You look up to them. And now you in my house and now you got you have the two of us that took, you know, took you away from your mom, although we didn't, you know, and now we're trying to teach you these things. And it's just a wall every time. It's a wall. It's a wall. It's a wall. So um, it's and I don't I, I, and I personally like I don't know how Marge looks at it, but I don't look at it in a sense of, you know, they they are they they are gonna hate us or you know they they are they might they may feel a way at the time but what keeps pushing me is that when you get to that age or that point in your life when you finally realize it you know what I mean it will then sink in on oh wow what they really done for us or the sacrifices that was made you know would, would be worth more to them as they get older. For me, I'm not fighting them to understand, you know, and because I don't want to force them to understand. Listen, you, you're not going to understand now, you know what I mean? But when you get older, you will. In the meantime, just know we are here for you guys. But that's the same. Just like how we are here for Julian and Anaya. And, you know, as much as it's hard to share the love, you know what I mean? I do it. But trust me, it's a battle. It's a battle. But that's the battle. same for for both, for all four of them. Whether they're our niece or nephew, adopted, daughter, son, kids nowadays, until they're put in our situation, our shoes, and you hit reality and you get your job, your house, your car, whatever, you won't know the sacrifices and what a parent does for you. You won't, you won't understand. You but won't to understand recognize that. that is key. When, well, we, when, when we don't old. recognize it, then no, no, I'm not saying from the the, the kids' perspective, from mm. the adult perspective, mm. you know, because when you when when you don't recognize it, that feeds that that now feeds off of your energy, which now you're, you know, blaming them in a sense like you don't understand, you need to, you know, and it's not that okay. As long as you understand, your approach is different, so it's not expecting it's i understand what can we do to help to build you know we run a tight ship in this house yeah. now it's not even for me it's not even if you understand this and this goes for all of this goes for all the kids you have to this is this is what we have set set you know our house is set our home is set it was set before you know before we moved um to build it back though it was it was yeah, almost like was, the wall got crumbled yeah and we had to go and rebuild and you know not like trump no wall like that but <laughs> yeah to throw in some you guys had to laugh it was getting too emotional you know what i'm saying um no but it was good we, where you guys were going and i feel like as you were talking there's a lot of parallels now, while we don't have the whole adoption issue, I feel like there's times where, I don't know if you want to speak on it or not, um, times where you've expressed similar feelings because it, Harvey's a stepfather, like to my two, our oldest two. Right. And I guess you came into the picture when they were two and four. Right. So yeah, our oldest two, um, yeah, like she said, two and four when I met them. And I've never really thought about it, but I came into this potential relationship with Carice, not really, you know, not knowing about wanting kids or whatever, or even wanting to be with somebody who had kids. So I'm like, oh, like this woman, whatever, she's got kids and, you know, got comfortable, whatever, whatever. But the relationship is different because I have two biological who are literally mine versus two who are hers and ours, whatever. But the relationship is different. You can, you can do your best to make it as genuine as you, you can try your hardest, but there's always something there. Yeah. And the kids, yeah. 
sometimes the kids use it. They, oh, yeah. They, they, yeah. yeah. And they, they sense it, too. They yeah. sense okay. it. And it's, it, I'm going to be, like, for me, you see, you your two is younger. So it's easier to be like, oh, well, let's play on that. You know, in my sense, my two are older. And the thing is, where I really wanted to, to spend that time with, with Naya, I couldn't because I had to now share. Julian, that we didn't have to share. Julian got everything and spoiled, you know, with 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 everything. So I want to spoil all my kids, but it was just for me, I wanted everyone to have their own time. And at this time, it was like when it was Anaya's time, it was almost like cancel. I got to spend three, you know, three times the time, if that makes sense, like with, with three different kids at the same time and sharing emotions. You didn't want like to have other people jealous because you want to, you want to hug this person up. You want to be able to, you know, do it, but then you don't want the other person to look at you and, and, you know, and feel like, why are you hugging her up like that? And you don't hug me up like that. And then, you know, it's, 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 it's hard, you know? So, I feel like my personal feeling, and this is just me, you know, nothing against our kids because I love them to death, but I feel like I was cheated, you know, in my own mind, because what I, how I wanted to be with my daughter, I couldn't, you know, so that, that is like a, a, a little absence in my, in my heart that, you know, I can, I can't gain. So now it's just, how can I make it better, you know, going forward? And Harvey, in your case, in your case, um, you know, you met Carice. She had the two kids. So it was up to you to decide if you're going to make this permanent. You had the choice, right? For me, and this is my personal, this is something even after so long, I feel like I didn't have a choice. I feel like I didn't have a choice. Um, I did it in the beginning because, you know, the kids needed us and I don't know. I don't feel like I had a choice. So it took me longer to accept it. It took me longer to accept it. And so, but what we did do valid emotions for all of you, that's oh, it is. adoption is hard to begin with to do this. Because, no, well, the, yeah, you're going to have the a reason. Ahead, yeah, man. but the reason why we, we ended up doing the, the reason why we ended up doing the adoption is because that I we together, we all together made that we, decision. Well, me and him yeah, first. Per se. We had to talk about it and know that once we we do this, there's no turning back. There's no turning back. Just like marriage, like yeah. when her parents wanted us to get married, I wasn't ready at the time, and I wanted to do it because. I wanted to do it because this is the person that I want to be with. And because once you make that commitment, you know, you, you have to, you have to fulfill it, you know, and, um, and, and, and go through it. And there wouldn't be any, I, I don't want to, I, I hate living in regrets. So we spoke together, we, we spoke together, we, we talked about it. Um, it took we weeks. It took weeks. It yeah, took, yeah. It we took weeks of weeks of, of yeah. heart to heart talks, like really, um, to make nights, this to make nights, yeah nights. to make to make this decision. Like we, um, this is a huge decision. After we finally, you know, made that commitment. made that commitment with each other, um, then we spoke to to our two. Going back to the core. Right. So, we spoke to our two because yeah. they're also just as much involved as we as we were. And they were both, you know, and, and it wasn't only counseling for Vish and I, but again, the kids got counseling too, my two, because they were resentful, especially my little one, Anaya, very resentful. Um, so we it was important for us to get their um, views and feelings, emotions well, to out. get their to get their Thoughts? approval, to oh. get their stamp of approval, because it just wasn't a decision for me and Vishnu. It was a decision that the four of us had to make. Um, 
even and, them though, no, even Alyssa and Josh, we had we. Well, had yes, and then well. after right, but after we did with them too, then now with to Alyssa and Josh, and you know it was now it's the four of us that say, hey, you know what, we want to be a family and this and that. Now we've been we would have had them um, in twenty eighteen, we adopted, so they were twelve and ten nine. Joshua was nine, so four, three, four, five, six, seven. We would have had them six years already. Six years before we adopted. Before we adopted, so that was all that time that we of were DCS coming in our house, DCF. and I used to, DCF. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. and we were. And I used to be. I'm. I'm like, man. Like they're gonna come in. What if they come in the house and they find alcohol or something? And obviously, we could have it. But in my mind, I'm just paranoid. Like, you know, we could lose the kids. You know, we could do this. They're they're, they're invading our. Pro There's so there was so much with that in itself. Not on top of dealing with all the emotions and still having responsibility of, and mind you, let me let me just add, um, at the time, you know, we we were living in a two-bedroom uh, condo that only only allowed up to five people to live there. So having a sixth person, somebody had reported us, and they got the association got a lawyer to actually um have to make a choice of getting making a change with only having five people or they were going to move forward and trying to get us evicted although we own the property but you know you have you have association and when it comes to the association and the board you still have to abide by their bylaws and we weren't abiding by the bylaws. So imagine we're sitting in a meeting with all this frustration, everything going on. And then they're coming to us to advise that, you know, we're, give, we're giving you up to a year, you know, to find a solution to the, to the problem or to with the bylaw. And with that being said, during that process, I, I was laid off from my job. So now it was just Marjorie working. I'm laid off. We can get evicted. And we're dealing with a full house in a two bedroom condo. So that whole, that whole process. And on top of that, I'm sitting here like, hey, babe, I'm going to go ahead and pursue my music, you know, and start my business. She's like, what? Are you kidding me right now? For that, you have four kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the first month, like, you know, it was it, that month, that time, it was it was a rough time for us. And I needed her like stamp of approval to even get me going, you know. And um, once she gave me the go, though, by the grace of God, I can assure you that I started my business. I started making more money than I was with my with working at the university. Um, and we were able to actually start looking at homes at the time. So now things are, things are going, you know, on the bright side, like, Hey, things are going, but we were still dealing with the issues at hand. And right when we saw a property, we saw this property and we're like, yes, okay, we're going to sell. We got somebody to buy the condo. We're going to sell. We move everything out the condo. The condo's empty. We're going to close that following week. We get a call on that, like that Monday or something, to say that the deal doesn't go through because what the bank got back from them, from the, 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 mortgage place or whatnot the i mean yeah from the association um they didn't approve the person that was applying so now the house that we had that we were going to get we lose that because that was all contingent upon selling so now we're in the unit with nothing in there but just like a blow-up mattress mattress everything is in storage my music is all packed up, which that's my business, you know, um, recording and things like that. And she's working and we're dealing with this from November, December, 
into finally we got somebody um, to want to buy the, the place cash. And um, they were able to buy cash. We sold it. We moved in with my mother-in-law for about like a month or two. And we were blessed. You guys visit our home. We were blessed with this home. You know, we have room now for the kids. The kids have their own room. They have their own space. That helped them build character because now they have something of their own, you know. And I can tell you, we went through a lot, you know. So appreciate appreciating what we've been through to where we're at now, it only motivates us now going forward onto wanting to do more and to build, you know. And um, that's pretty much, you know, how our love story has um, started and and this is where it's at at this point, you know, in a nutshell. So we wind Stop down here and I have one question here. So it sounds like getting the house, the kids finally have some space, they able to get more comfortable. Did you two get back to each other before or after the kids got comfortable? Did it take the kids becoming more you know, dealing with the situation and getting better? Or did you guys say, we have to get better first and these kids will just have to catch up? Where did you, what do you think? We got what better, we got adoption? better, we got better at the time that we both decided we were gonna do the adoption. Yeah. Because there was a lot of friction be before that because we were, we, we had different views on different things going on in the house, our future, you know, this and that. So. When we both made the commitment to do the adoption, um, Anaya and Julian made the commitment, and then Alyssa and Joshua made the commitment, that whole process to do the adoption was a, a turning point for all six of us because now everybody was involved. Everybody wanted it. Um, we all had matching outfits. The kids helped decorate our shirts. Um, we did a sand ceremony. We Googled things, you know, um, on what to do on adoption day. Everybody was on it. Like everybody was, it was like a fun, it was like a fun time. It was like coming and it was together. It was, ex it was exciting. Um, we made it a big thing. Uh, Vish and I don't do anything small. So if we're doing something, we do it a hundred percent. We did a whole big, a whole big, uh, it was a big to do about the adoption. All my family was there. His family was there. Um, have we had everybody at the courthouse? They said bring whoever. We had a whole entourage yeah, at the a, <laughs> a whole entourage at the courthouse, and it was let me tell you that all leading up to that was um, everybody's full and one hundred percent participation showed that everybody that everybody wanted it. It wasn't that you were being forced. Nobody was forced to do anything. It was the right time with all the counseling, it, the big pot, everything, all the vegetables, everything was put in and it just it just came together and and everybody wanted it. So when we get to the courthouse, we see all these families and, you know, it's like, my goodness, look at yeah, it. Look was at, national, it's national national yeah. adopt. There's a national adoption day, which. We would have never known that if we never were in this situation. I hadn't would have nothing to do with me. Um, but we get to the courthouse, and let me tell you guys, everybody was on us. So we, mean, were, we were decked we out. We were I mean, decked we were out. Shirt, all, we were matching. Our, shirt, yeah, yeah. our shirts were gray with red, red writing that said, um, oh, my God, we are family. I don't know, something it said. <laughs> and then we had white jeans, red sneakers. Um, to, to symbolize love. And then when we get, we didn't know what to expect, but we're in a huge room with all these families and then they call our name. And to, now our whole entourage follows us and we wait outside of a room we're supposed to go in. We don't know what to expect when we get in there. So we get in there and the judge is sitting there and we all sit and there's a whole long table. So everybody's sitting like where like if you're in a courtroom, the, um, why do they call those people? Um, you know, sitting in the courtroom. Well, we're at the table, all six of us lined up and the judge is asking each and every person, he's asking them questions. He's asking the kids questions. 
each one, he asks a question to, to find out what their willingness is. And this is what you want and, and this and that. And then that was off guard. We yeah, it's not like know? we could prepare for that, but yeah. because we made that commitment, mm -hmm. it was almost cliche in the courtroom. But to hear them yeah. answering the judge's questions, it was coming from here because all six of us at that time we all vowed to make that commitment. And we did we saw something online to do. Um, I know some at weddings they do sand ceremonies yeah. with the, the two families coming together as one. Well, we did the sand ceremony. We let each kid pick a color of sand. And I actually got a nice, glass yeah. engraved with our name, Bimsane Family, Establish, and 11, 18, 2018 mm. is what the glass says. And then we all read something. We memorized something. So over the weeks before, we memorized a poem we found online. And then as we were saying it, we poured, we all poured our colors in and the colors all just blend together. And it's supposed to symbolize, you know, us. We still have that. Um, we all did it together. And um, it's that day that- um, It was a very no, great moment. It was a happy yeah, moment. There's no, there was no turning back from that day. So our, our core um, solidified itself, I think, maybe a whole year prior because the adoption took a whole year. It was a whole year for that. So, um, and we've been good. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, sugarcoat, you know, make it sound like it's all beautiful and everything all the time because it's not. But just like any parent has to go through their issues, you know, with their kids, we go through our issues with all four of ours in their own respective way, you know, but it's not, oh, these are my biological two, which is how it used to be in the past if people would see us. Oh, these are my biological two, and these are, this is our niece and nephew. You know, that's how the introductions used to be. Now, introduction is, these are my children. I have two boys. I have two girls. And that, that is what it is. We are the insane bimsanes. That's what everybody calls us, the insane bimsanes. I know There's yeah, I didn't know that because we don't we don't call you guys. We insane. Don't oh, that's what our oh that's what our shirt said on the back, on the back of our shirt it said insane bim scenes. Exactly. Um, that's but exactly. in the front of it it had it had, it had a nice a nice saying that we all we all worked together and, and came. It up was a one. It was a one. It was a one liner, and then we did a photo shoot with the kids. Yeah. You yeah. know, so so that way we have the pictures. You know, the family pictures because now it's not just oh. That still I mean, needs it's to not be picture, hung up in the house. Yeah, pictures of Anaya, pictures of Julian, or pictures of me and Vish with with our two. It's we started over. We started over. November 18, 2018. Vish and I started over. We started over. And um, that's where it is. So we. Our last podcast, we were destined for love, and I feel the the des the destined, destined still it still stands because although we were destined for the two of us, we were also destined for two for the other two as well, and now we are one big happy family. Aww. We are the Bimsane bunch. <laughs> Here's a story <laughs> of a guy named Vishnu. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should have thrown in that. Booyaka. Booyaka. <laughs> like you, yeah, you missed it. You missed the cue. You nah, missed, you it. missed it. I'm sorry. You should have done it well, for you, me, baby. You, you knew you, it. You felt it. I didn't. I was bringing it full circle. You was trying. Well, what's you know what's funny, circle? though? Yes, you know what's funny? I did see um, Harvey shed a little tear. I saw it. I saw you. I that? saw you shed a tear. Did yes, you? you did. Okay. I mean, whatever you whatever you want to say. It was a touching story. It was a touching story. It oh, definitely gosh. was. Because the first time we spoke, you know, we talked about the core. And it feels like what finally solidified the group, and you said it, is when the core got together, when you got went back to basics, mm -hmm. and when you two decided, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it together. That's what kind of set it up. It's powerful it's powerful you guys are amazing family and i applaud you yay we try, we try to be <laughs> 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 
It's okay. We'll, we'll try to edit that out. All right. What? <laughs> This you better off just saying Cola Lakai or something. Wow. Cola Lakai. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, on that note, Harvey, I think we have definitely come to the agreement that yet again, love is destined. Oh, yes. Love is many things. But this good love. Love is core. Is black. Thanks for listening to the Love is Black podcast. Please help support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. And connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Love is Black Podcast. See you next week.